this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. Thank you for being here. Really appreciate your time. Today, we're talking a little bit about time. We're going to be talking about getting your time back, programming more efficiently, giving yourself the brain space to be more creative, and making it worth your time financially as well. You may be someone who has struggled with figuring out how the programming aspect of your training career fits into your day-to-day. Maybe you feel like you spend too much time on it. Maybe you feel like you're inconsistent with it. Maybe you just haven't felt like you've been able to enjoy it because you haven't found the right rhythm. So we're going to be talking about that today, giving you three really easy and effective tips that I think will help you find your right time, big quotes, your right programming mode. Um, But before I get into that, I want to be on top of my stuff and remind you that when this comes out, I have officially opened the registration up for my free webinar, The Secret 7. I'm excited about this one. This one came to me when I, you know, I've been racking my brain about why Trainers who get a CPT, who take the test, who probably do really well on the test, even trainers who have their degrees in exercise science, why, once you have that, is it still so difficult to program for real clients? Where is the disconnect in that? That's been something I've been thinking about a lot. And I think about the tools that I use most with my clients and that I feel best at using in terms of programming for real clients. And I realize they don't really talk about those in the books. Those are applied, that's mostly applied knowledge that people aren't really sharing in that initial certification. And I'm not quite sure why, but that is where I'm coming in to fill in those gaps, to make you feel like you can effectively program with with what you've got already. Rather than running out and getting 18 other certifications, I want you to feel good with the foundations and I want to give you the tools that these textbooks aren't giving you. So I'm doing the secret seven. I've got seven incredible programming tools that are going to be coming to you via a free webinar. The webinar is on October 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Great news is if you can't attend that live, when you register, the link that you get is also the replay. So you can actually watch that 
whenever works for you after the 25th. And you can also have it if you join live and you want to watch it again, it is, you know, saved for you on the Crowdcast um, hosting site. So I just want you to know that you can register for it now. Um, the link is bfosterstrong.com, the letter B, fosterstrong.com slash secret seven, just the words secret seven. Try to make it easy for you to do that. It's also a link in my um, Instagram bio, but I am excited about this. It's going to be um, really applicable. And you're going to be able to go from that webinar and use those tools immediately. That's my whole goal here is not just giving you theories, is giving you actionable, practical tools you can use right away. So I just want to make sure that you know about that before we jump into this topic about our efficiency and our ideal programming schedule. So as I said before, if you're unfamiliar, most gyms, most commercial gyms are paying trainers for the hours that they work with their clients with the understanding that also covers the time that they are using outside of that hour, half hour, whatever the session time is to communicate with clients and to program for clients. So you can see that already we have sort of a challenge in that our programming time isn't so clearly directly compensated. Now, I have an issue with this from a systematic, um, you know, perspective in that I do believe trainers should be getting paid directly for the hours they're programming. And there are some situations where there are gyms doing that, but I think overall that is not the standard. And so what I want to help you do as a trainer is be able to program well, program efficiently and effectively without wasting a ton of time so that you are making the most of the money you receive. Because if you're training clients and then you're spending hours and hours and hours programming outside of your client hours, you'll notice, yeah, that does feel like you don't make a lot of money because it's draining. You spend a ton of time that isn't directly compensated. Instead, you can find this to be a really lucrative career once you become efficient and effective with your time for programming. You can also find that I think you enjoy programming more when you have a system that works for you. You know, the stress of programming shouldn't take away from the joy of helping your clients. When I sit down to write a program, I have to be honest with you, I get super excited. As I start to see it come together, I am more excited than frustrated by the options I have. If anything, I'm like, I got so many good choices and whatever I do this time, I'm going to remember that I didn't get to do this this time and we'll do it next time. You know, so I, I want you to I want you to experience that perspective rather than like, I don't know what to do. Am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? And that's a big part of how I'm educating trainers on programming. But part of it is, is the time aspect, the scheduling, the how you set yourself up for success for programming. So I'm going to give you three tips. These are not about like actual uh, programming you know, use this exercise, set up your session like this. These are about your workspace, your work time around programming. Now, I will note that I think when you're new, it's always going to take a little longer. 
You can expect to be wildly efficient right at the start, but I don't want you to spend too much time in that not wildly efficient time. And what I'm going to do is give you these tips. You're going to use the, these tips and that's going to speed up uh, and more effectively help your programming time. In my webinar and my courses, I'm teaching you the tools that are going to start to connect the dots better so that you know what you want to accomplish with clients and can feel confident with the choices that you're making and get creative and get excited. And then, then the practice comes in. And so there's, there's no way to fast forward practice, but there is a way to do it more efficiently in the same way that like, if we gave our clients, clients who, uh, people who are training and they're just working out, yeah, they're getting an effect, but like it's taken forever to get them to their goal. Whereas when we design an effective training program, we can, we don't get to skip the training part. It's got to happen, but we get there more effectively. We get there faster. We get there more efficiently. And so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the tools to practice and train your programming so that you get to a place where you're more effective, more efficient, and enjoying it more faster. So these are our three tips. Tip number one, you are going to actually schedule your programming time. So this is going to live in the calendar. Maybe it changes week to week. Maybe it's always consistent week to week, but you're going to have it on the schedule as if it is an appointment. The more we make it an appointment, make it an appointment, the more of a mode we're able to switch into. We make it a priority and then it's not scattered. It's not happening right before the client comes in. It's not happening at the last minute. It's kind of a regular appointment for yourself. And then you can also start to sort of take stock in how much time it takes so that you can see whether or not you are using your time efficiently and whether you're being compensated fairly for it. You know what I mean? So what I mean is if it's taking you six hours a week to program, we have got to make it faster for you because I guarantee you the however amount you're getting from your clients isn't covering six hours worth of programming a week. I mean, maybe, maybe you are making bank and that's what's happening. You know, for me, who is now doing in-person, some in-person virtual uh, clients, you know, one-on-one stuff, as well as just programming, I do do a little more time programming, but that's because I'm literally seeing more clients who are just coming in for their programs. Whereas if you're in the gym and you're training clients, and you're working with them one-on-one, I want you to be able to effectively program so that you're not spending so much time on it. So one of the tools you can do for that is just also to start sort of logging your time. When you sit down to program, you know, turn on a timer. Oh, I did 28 minutes here. I did 36 minutes the other day. Start to be assess how much time you're taking on it so that you can have a realistic perspective on how much how long it takes for you and how be able to manage your expectation about like okay this is going to take me this long right now okay let's say it takes you 6 hours right now that's just an, a total number out of the air but okay you see it's taking you 6 hours now we're going to work on all these skills and you're measuring your time and hopefully in the future it's only taken you 3 hours 
whatever that may be. Um, again, I'm really random hours here because I don't think it should take you that long or that it's not the goal. The, the thing about logging the time, the thing about sort of mismanaged time expectations is that that also affects how we feel about the experience. So I don't know if you are like this. I tend to be like this a lot. I underestimate how long something's going to take me. And then I am frustrated because it didn't go faster, but it didn't go faster because it never goes faster. You know how long it takes to make an Instagram post? Kind of a long time, kind of a long time. And it's gotten faster for me, but it's still a long time. And I always go like, okay, I just need 10 minutes to do this post. This post takes 45 minutes to an hour. I am mismanaging those time expectations. If you're doing that with programming, you're getting frustrated, you're rushing through it, you're uh, not leaving enough time in your week to do it. And so then it's like mounting up at the end of the week and it's frustrated, whatever it may be. Start logging your time so that you know how much you want to build in for that schedule. And then for the scheduling, you're just going to pick a time that works best for you. We're going to get, that's going to be our second point and put it in your calendar. Treat it like an appointment. That's going to help you switch into that mode and get that in, whether it be one time a week or whether you want to split it up into multiple times during the week, whatever that may be. So number one tip is actually scheduling the programming time like an appointment, like an appointment with a client or a meeting you can't miss. Number two is going to be to find your best brain time. So just like I said before, maybe for you, it works better if you split it up to two times in the week. Maybe it's too much for you to do it at one point. That's one of these aspects of finding your best brain time. Do you like to work early in the morning, in the afternoon, late at night? Pick which time works best for you. Do you, I guess I could say brain space as well. Do you want to do it at home from the comfort of your couch? Or do you want to keep the work life separate and only program when you're at work? That kind of helped me for a while. I, I didn't necessarily like when I was working in the gym and I was working five days a week on training, sometimes six when I started out, I was working six days a week. I liked to program while I was at the gym because doing it at home, I was already at work a ton. I didn't want to keep working when I was at home. I, as a grown trainer, as someone who's been around a while, I switched my schedule many years back to four days a week of training and one day a week of administrative work. I program on that administrative day, and now it doesn't matter if I do it at a coffee shop, if I do it at home, um, wherever that may be, it, it helps me separate it. So I do it on that other day. Sometimes I add additional programming in on the work days, but that's because now I work um, not in a gym space, and so sometimes it's there. But I, I find that I'm most efficient if I'm not programming like from my bed or I'm not programming in between sessions. I actually go and take a separate time and like focus on that programming in a different space helps me work on that. But also one of the things that helps me is to have trained a few clients pretty 
freshly before I program or around when I program because I'm in the brain space and I'm feeling more creative. For new trainers, I like to suggest that you actually program later in the week so that you've seen some clients during the week. So you've, so you're in the mode of working with clients. I know a lot of trainers who like to program like on Sunday nights before the Monday comes around. But until you've been training for a long time, sometimes you aren't as in tune with solutions and with your own creativity related to how you're actually going to help people on Sunday night because you haven't been working with people. If you're tra- if you are training people Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and then you start to program on Thursday and Friday for the next coming week or the next coming cycle, you have been, it's fresh in your mind. It's fresh, the ideas. Uh, you've been looking around the gym. You, I just think you tend to be in a brain space that's helpful for that. But it's all about what is going to work best for you. So finding your best brain, time, space, mental energy. That's going to help you save some stress. It is going to help you be more time efficient because for me, scheduling a time and then finding the right brain space allows me to be less scattered when it comes to programming. And that's what I think people get when you're just peppering it in, in between clients, you're having to switch modes. And we know that like time blocking is helpful and effective because we're not having to switch modes as frequently. So finding your best brain, time, space, ideal circumstances. And then third, and this one I think is super important and and we'll talk about it as we go, is staggering your program start dates. So if you're unfamiliar with this, you're brand new, what we tend to do is program for an extended period at a time. Maybe you're writing a six-week program or a 12-week program at one time. That is going to be the longest, like most time-intensive time for a client is kind of when they start or when they're starting a new cycle because you're writing all the workouts for those six weeks, 12 weeks, eight weeks, whatever it may be. Now, if you understand progressive overload and and programming in that way, typically we are not writing, you know, 64 unique workouts. There is repetition, there is overlap, there is consistency from week to week. So it's not 64 individual workouts per se, but it is time intensive in that you're mapping out six weeks, 12 weeks. You might be starting at that last week. You might be plugging and going like, okay, we need to do this movement and this movement on Tuesday and Thursday. I'm using my hands so wildly right now. I think it would make more sense, but if you're following, terrific. Um, You're like plugging in, you know, putting in pieces and then you're going back and filling in the accessory exercises that you want. It's more time intensive at the start. Then once you have that set in place, typically what I'm doing with my clients is every week, I'm just every week or every other week, I'm going back to that program and going, is there anything that I need to change, modify? Let me just make sure that I was like on it in the session and I put it in the correct weights or I changed anything that we did change while we were doing it. But typically, you know, you do 
a lot of time intensive work in the beginning. And then over the next 12 weeks, they're quick check-ins. Now imagine if you started every single one of your clients on the same day of a new cycle. Oh my goodness, you're doing all the hardest part of your work on one week or two weeks, and then you're just checking in. But every six weeks, you're faced with an impossible task of doing everybody's new, fresh program at the same time. That is going to stress you out. Whereas if you stagger and you have some people start on this week, you do 10% of your clients' programs uh, their first week on one date, and then you do maintenance or what I'd say like yeah, I'll call it maintenance or check-ins for your other clients. And then the next week you do another 10% of their starting. And this typically works because especially if you're training clients in the gym, you're not getting new clients always at the same time. But the important part here is staggering people's start dates of their new cycles so that you're only doing a small portion of your clients first week's And then you're doing your check-ins or your maintenance work on other people's programs. I hope that makes sense. I can see it in my mind here. Uh, It just helps you be less stressed when it comes time. If you're taking on clients and programming clients in your own business, this is really important because you have the power to decide when people are starting. Don't start everybody on the exact same week. Okay. Uh, I want to be efficient with time so that you can get your time back. So let me just um, quickly recap those three tips and then send you on your way. You're going to skip tip number one. You're going to schedule your programming like an appointment or a meeting. Two, you're going to find your best brain time space situation so that you can be effective, you can be in the mode, and you can be creative. And then the third tip is going to be to stagger people's start dates for their programs so that you're not doing the bulk of your work for everybody on the same week. Instead, you're creating a schedule that's more manageable for you. All right. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening. As always, if you need anything, you know where to find me, Betsy at bfosterstrong.com. That's the letter B, fosterstrong.com. Or on Instagram at foster underscore strength. Secret 7 webinar is open for registration. You know, I start this like a month before and all of a sudden, boom, it's here right around the corner. So hop in there. Um, I'm going to be sending follow-up emails over the month so that you don't forget that it's coming. And then remember, you don't have to attend live on the 25th. There is a replay so you can watch it at your convenience, wherever works best for you. All right. Thank you. Endlessly appreciative. Go do your best. Have a great day. And until next time, bye.